August 3rd. Today's New Testament reading will come from the book of Romans, chapter 16, verses 10 through 27. You know, we're prone to honor Paul and forget the many ordinary people who helped make his ministry possible. Paul was the human author of the epistle to the Romans, but Tertius wrote it down. Gaius gave Paul a place to live and work, and Phoebe, well, she carried the completed letter to Rome. Nobody in God's family is unimportant to him, and no ministry is insignificant. Find the work he wants you to do, and then faithfully do it. There is a a hidden romance of history that's not recorded in the Bible. When and how did Priscilla and Aquila risk their lives to save Paul? When were Adronicus and Junia in prison with Paul? How was uh, Rufus' mother a mother to Paul? Uh, Who were the troublemakers about to whom Paul warned the Roman believers? Well, perhaps one day in heaven we will be uh, given uh, the answers, but for now the scripture just hints at uh, some of these people and their involvement in Paul's life. Meanwhile, the important thing is that we are obedient to the Lord and lead others into obedience to the faith. The God of patience and comfort, the God of hope, and the God of peace will establish you and enable you. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. August 3rd, Romans chapter 16, verses 10 through 27. Give my Paul's greetings to Apelles, a good man in whom Christ approves, and give my best regards to the members of the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet the Christians in the household of Narcissus. Say hello to Tryphena and Tryvosa, the Lord's workers, and to dear Persis, who has worked so hard for the Lord. Greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. And please give my greetings to Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the brothers and sisters who are with them. Give my greetings to Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and to Olympus and all the other believers who are with them. Greet each other in Christian love. All the churches of Christ send you their greetings. And now I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things that are contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. But everyone knows that you are obedient to the Lord. This makes me very happy. I want you to see clearly what is right and to stay innocent of any wrong. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, and Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, my relatives, send you their good wishes. I, Tertius, the one who is writing this letter for Paul, send my greetings too as a Christian brother. Gaius says hello to you. I'm his guest, and the church meets here in his home. Erastus, the city treasurer, sends you his greetings, and so does Cortus, a Christian brother. 
God is able to make you strong, just as the good news says. It is the message about Jesus Christ and His plan for you Gentiles, a plan kept secret from the beginning of time. But now, as the prophets foretold, and as the Eternal God has commanded, this message is made known to all Gentiles everywhere, so that they might believe and obey Christ. To God, who alone is wise, be the glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When a man or a woman stands up knowing they're going to die for their faith in my Lord Jesus Christ, I got no criticism whatsoever for somebody like that. That is as real as Christianity gets. It doesn't get any more real than that. When you're willing to stand up and die for your faith in the Son of God, somebody has got to listen. Somebody's got to take note. Somebody's got to say something about that. And by the grace of God, I'm going to do it. Was Calvary a failure? Was crucifixion a failure? As the Pope says, was the cross a failure? Oh no, 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 no. What does the Bible say? The Bible says in John chapter number 19 and verse number 30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said it is finished and bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Glory to God. Are you listening? He said on the cross, while it was hanging on the tree, he said it's finished, it's done, it's accomplished, it's consummated, no more can be done. That doesn't sound to me like failure, that sounds to me like victory. 
in Galatians chapter number 6 and verse 14. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross. Bless his holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me and I unto the world. Today we'll be reading from Psalm 26, verses 1 through 12, where we are called on to examine ourselves. Is your life what it ought to be? Well, let God test your mind and heart. In your walking, standing, and sitting, are you keeping yourself clean? Sometimes God allows the enemy to attack us just to make us uh, take time for a personal inventory. We are to focus on the Lord. If you look at others, you'll be upset. And if you look at yourself too long, you may get discouraged. So focus your attention on the Lord. He alone is worthy. Match your defects with His perfections and claim what you need from Him. And oh yes, keep serving the Lord. See, the enemy wants nothing better than to upset you and get you on a detour. And of course, as we know, there's a lot in life to upset us. Continue to walk faithfully with the Lord and serve Him. Come what may, don't give up. Bless the Lord and don't complain. God will vindicate you in His time and in His own way. There's an old saying that says, Look at others and be distressed. Look at self and be depressed. Look at Jesus and you'll get blessed. Psalm 26, verses 1-12 through 12, A Psalm of David Declare me innocent, O Lord, for I have acted with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and affections, for I am constantly aware of your unfailing love, for I have lived according to your truth. I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil, and I refuse to join in with the wicked. I wash my hands to declare my innocence. I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your miracles. I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glory shines. Don't let me suffer the fate of sinners. Don't condemn me along with murderers. Their hands are dirty with wicked schemes, and they constantly take bribes. But I am not like that. I do what is right. 
So in your mercy, save me. I have taken a stand, and I will publicly praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19. A gossip tells secrets, so don't hang around with someone who talks too much. <laughs>